and carried the show where we don't just report on French science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but we take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blodger. And you went to a conference. I did. <laughs> I'm very eager to hear about it. It was online. Don't get too excited. No, I'm too excited. It's Be- too late. <laughs> because for those listening to this in the future, we are in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. And And we are locked in our homes. For those of you listening right now, we're sorry. (laughs) Yeah. But first, we had a Max Fun Drive. Yeah. And we want to thank you all for supporting us. Yeah, it went great, especially in such a tough year for fundraising. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you all showed up amazingly. So thank you so much for doing that. Our final number was just north of 3,800 new and upgrading members. It's perfect because... You don't go to McKamey Manor. Yep. And people can stop sending me messages about how I should not go to McKamey Manor. Uh, I would greatly appreciate that. You're only going to make him go, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There's there's some weird kind of reverse psychology thing. Yeah, a little it'd kick up anybody's defiance, I reckon. Anyway. We won't drink anybody's sperm. Yeah. Well, at least not for the for podcast. Yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll be able to continue making this great show yeah. and hopefully do some really cool stuff this year. And we've got some. Sport. Yes, absolutely. We've got some shirts coming yeah. uh, to the store. Oh, I was mm-hmm. going to tell you about the last touches I'm putting on the other one. But, Ooh, um, okay. Then we also. What was the 2000 goal? Our baseball thing. Oh, yeah. For 2000, that's right. We're doing the baseball thing. Yeah. Okay, we've got to make a plan for that. We've got to order our Ormus. For a second, I was like, oh, no, because I couldn't find the Ormus online. Really? And there are other things called Ormus, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this isn't it. Like oh, Ormus no. Gold? I was trying to figure it out. Well, finally, I found my little tiny sample of Ormus that has its own website listed on it. Oh. So phew, okay. we should be okay. Crisis averted or misengaged. And then this also means that we will be starting our Bob Larson series in the near future. So lots of exciting things to come. Ooh, we should try to make it happen by Halloween. Absolutely. It's kind of half horse, half uh, (laughs) general spooky sound. (laughs) Mr. Ed does Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of spooky things and creepy things... Mm -hmm. I'd like to talk to you about defining your femininity a little more. Oh, my femininity? Yeah, okay. why not? Yeah. yeah. I've always wondered, like, what's a girl? <laughs> How would you define girl? Yeah. Well, you know, that's a complicated question with a complicated answer, isn't it? It sure is. Don't worry. I know just the two gals to do it for you. They are Kristen Clark and Bethany Baird. They are two sisters who run the Girl Defined Conference in Texas. I'm already curious because you've sent me some notes that you took about this, and I see a Bethany Beal tweeting. Mm -hmm, She got mm -hmm. multiple names, aliases. No, I'm glad you mentioned that. AKAs. Did she get married (laughs) recently? She got married, yeah. And my book that I have right next to me, the book they wrote a few years ago, has her maiden name, Baird, and I wasn't sure what her married name was, but you're on it. She's into taking... Her partner's name. Yes, they both are married now, and they both took their husbands' surnames. 
Okay. Which, whatever, do whatever you want. Of course. But we will find out quickly whether they want us all to do this. And of course, the answer is yes. Okay, okay. I was thinking we might get there. (laughs) My friends Travis and Michelle, I officiated their wedding and he took her last name. Ah. Pretty cool. What's their last name now? Now their last name is Schwartz. Okay. What was his maiden name? Sidebotham. All right. I see how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to hijack this conversation about last names and taking them or not, but my wife. (laughs) My cat just jumped up on the table with gusto. She wants to hear the story. Quite a leap. Oh, my goodness, golly. This is the time. People are talking. It's exciting. Okay. Moving this out of the way. (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to the new podcast in which I have a cat. Podcast. Um, Oh. Very, uh, very sweet kitty. Anyways, um, yeah, Cara multiple times throughout our relationship has pointed to other guys and said, oh, I wouldn't have married you if your name was. Wow. Insert that person's last name. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if she'd say that sort of thing to her soulmate. I'm guessing whatever his last name is, (laughs) he'd be A-OK. But yeah, I wouldn't have married you if that was your last name because she was eager to get rid of her old last name and and take on a new one. And mine was just good enough. What was her last name before? Fagundis. Uh-huh. Okay, I see. <laughs> Which people have a hard time pronouncing, too. It's a Portuguese totally. name. Totally, Blotcher was, she thought, an upgrade. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm keeping my last name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so good. It's good, and you kind of chose it to begin with. Yeah, it was my middle name. I think when I first married, I was still very Christian, and I think it would have been a big deal for me. If mm. Cara wanted to keep her name, I think I would have oh, been defensive wow. about that. And now, I don't think it would matter really at all, but you change over time. Yeah, that's interesting. You do change over time, and yet it is important that we make commitments to God that we will honor, even if we come to doubt those commitments, then we can repeat Bible verses to ourselves like a mantra trying to shove that doubt out of our brains. This is just a little bit of advice I got from my conference. Oh, okay. I was going to say, maybe you took that book a little to heart. (laughs) Maybe you have hidden that book in your heart so that you may not sin against God. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I realized? You could have gone to this. It was online. I could have. You could have. Well, we had another conference that was overlapping that. Yes, which we'll tell you about later. And I was kind of watching that one day while you were watching this one. Yeah. Well, anyway, I went. First, we should say this was recommended by a listener. Hey, oh, that's exciting. Yes, this was recommended by Sarah Mulroney. Well, thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Good recommendation. Oh, definitely. She said she's been listening to us since the very beginning. So when she finally came across this, she was like, oh, yeah, it's time. I feel like we've seen something similar. Like a while back, there was a conference made by men who were telling women how to be their most idealized feminine. (laughs) It just seems so absurd. I think that one was by like MRA types. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's not enough. That we have worked out psychological <laughs> tools to try to nag you into dating us. Now we're going to tell you how to properly <laughs> feel your identity as a woman. Yeah. Okay. So th- at least this is run by women. Yes. It, it looked great. It's I w- interesting how we can oppress one another. <laughs> I definitely wanted to uh, learn what was going on. I'm so glad that you attended. Yeah, so usually, as Sarah pointed out, usually this conference is geared towards like older teens and younger women. But, you know, they're trying to spread out and say, no, this is for all women. Hashtag all women. Exactly. All Christian women, at least. Hashtag all Christian women, at least. But probably all women. Hashtag probably all women. Very good. I'm just going to do this for the rest of the episode. (laughs) 
What else you got? And so it's called Girl Defined. Hashtag Girl Defined. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, done. I'm done. And I think it's been going on for like, I want to say three or four years. It's fairly young. Carrie is holding a book with a, a light kind of seafoam green color and some pretty flowers on the front. It says Girl Defined. Yes, Girl Defined, God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity by Kristen Clark and Bethany Baird at the time. At least for now until we get married and get rid of these awful, (laughs) awful names. Well, Kristen already had her married name here. Clark is her married name. Okay. That's very nice, Kristen. Uh, (laughs) It's funny because during the conference, they recommended buying their book, Fair Enough Ladies. Sure. And so I went and found a used copy on Amazon Used, had it sent to me, and it was like $4 or something. And it is signed by the authors. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. And it's not even personalized. So Mm-mm. it's just for you. Oh, I like how the first author uses uh, Proverbs 31 reference. Yes. We- what's that one? Well, Proverbs 31 is kind of this description of the ideal wife. Oh, that one. one. Yeah, oh, yes. That gets Well, in my family, it was brought up all the time. Oh, okay. It was cool. the pinnacle, the ideal, the paragon that all of the women in my family wanted to be known uh, okay. women of God who are faithful sure. to their men. Yeah, what's really interesting about that verse in particular and about a lot of the advice we'll hear in this conference is that it would be applicable to any gender, any person. Most of it is like, you should work hard. You should be nice to people. Open your home to them if you can. Feed the sick. I'm like, okay, this is all fine advice. What's it got to do with me being a woman? Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah, It's interesting when I look up Proverbs 31 on my computer, the first thing that comes up is a Proverbs 31 ministries to connect women all over the world with truth. And that is what we are doing today. Do do you want to hear the epilogue, the wife of noble character? Sure, let's hear it. Okay, this, this is, is what I'm going to be starting next year. Here this we go. This is from the sayings of King Lemuel. So he knew what was up. Lemuel. <laughs> Lemuel. A horrible name. See, he should take his wife's name. Okay, so we'll start at verse 10. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax, and works with eager hands. (laughs) Did you learn anything about flax gathering at this? No, and I'm allergic to wool. Uh Uh-oh. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. (laughs) She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. Why did she have to get up while it's still night? Well, so the man will be impressed when he wakes up. Uh, They're ready with food. And portions for her female servants. Mm. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. Uh, Hell yeah, okay. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds... She got to put out that lamp. She got to get up in the middle of the night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grabs the spindle with her fingers. What? She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. See? Okay, good advice for all. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. (laughs) That's not going to help you. (laughs) Yeah, the the color of the clothing... <laughs> Scarlet is very this is warm. Fine, they're all wearing red. It's fine. Would you be impressed if for she instructs them in the Wim Hof method? 
I would. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected. Okay, she's not going to be okay in the snow. She got purple on. Everyone else has got red. That's your protection from the snow. Oh, I definitely remember this one. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. Okay. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. <laughs> she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. But that's all after it's light out. Correct. <laughs> when they've woken up. Mm -hmm. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Hey. There you go, Proverbs. Okay. Proverbs 31. King Lemuel, what, what? Yeah, we definitely, during this conference, would hear about... Flax. <laughs> about flax and wool nonstop, and I was like, I don't get it. Wearing scarlet. No, but we did hear about that passage a lot, but okay. we definitely focused on the things that were, now that I hear the whole thing, were least specific. We didn't hear about the color of the garments. We didn't hear about how you need to have linen or wool, all of that, or how you need to plant a vineyard. So they didn't pass out distaffs or anything. <laughs> what is a distaff? I think it's just part of the thread spinning process. Like, oh. I think it's you hold maybe the unprocessed wool on the distaff and uh, oh. i don't know now everyone's gonna message me about oh this. interesting because i have one of those things that like holds your unballed yarn but i think it's called a yarn tilt okay it's a tool used in spinning designed to hold the unspun fibers okay. keeping them untangled and thus easing the spinning process whoa okay i have one i, I guess i have to you have hold a distaff. it more hold it in your left hand or whichever <laughs> one gotta hold it more <laughs> Okay, well, anyway. If Drew's going to be at all proud of you. <laughs> at the city at gates. At the city gates. So, let me tell you about Girl Define 2020. Okay. All right. So, it was a two-day conference, one day much shorter than the other, and it was all online. I paid $79 to be a VIP. Oh, fancy. Mm. What were the plebeians spending? I think it was 39 It might have been 49 Oh, okay. So not yeah. that huge of a price difference. And thank goodness, because all I got out of being a VIP was that I got to attend a special Zoom talk with the sisters where we could ask questions in the chat. Okay. Now, did you get a question recognized? No. I <sighs> got a few questions in the chat. Okay. But they actually finished up right, they were doing them in order and they finished up right before mine began. Lame. Yep. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. I did get a free Fearless Femininity t-shirt out of the deal. Oh, they mailed it to you? Mm-hmm. Oh, fancy. And some cards that have Bible verses on them. Is the shirt pink? Yes, sir. Of course it's pink. Come <laughs> okay. on. You've got a screen grab here already. And I, I think I saw some of the early promotional materials in these Two blonde ladies were next to each other in pink. Though, was it these two blonde ladies? Or oh, might it have been two other blonde ladies? Because we'll see so many. Oh, so many. It's just like Fox News, huh? So many. Now, was this originally scheduled as an in-person conference? I think so. In uh, Tennessee? In Texas. So the last 
few years they've had it in person. This was the first online one. And oh, people in the Facebook group so excited. Oh, yeah? That they could finally attend because before it had been in San Antonio, Texas. People who are big fans of Girl Defined Ministries from around the globe were not able to attend. And now they can, like me. I love San Antonio. It's a great city. Oh, yeah? I've yeah. Never been. It's got this river walk that's just super cool. Everyone talks about that river walk. Okay. I, gotta check clearly, it out. I got to go. Well, we open up to a stage. Yeah. And, oh, you know what? Now that I think of it, Golly <laughs> just jumped on my laptop and added a bunch of letters to my notes. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see that show up in the Google Doc. That's hilarious. Yes, now that I think about it, the stage proves that this was definitely intended to be in person originally because oh. they're standing on this huge empty stage. And I kept thinking like, oh, pans of the audience. I so want to see the empty seats because they were so trying to fill the room with their energy on their own. Oh, well, good on them. Uh, yeah, a noble effort, but you can just feel it like, oh, you're the only ones there. And they're you know? working so hard to visualize this audience yep. in their underwear. In right, the crowd. <laughs> right. Um, First, I got to visualize people out there. Okay, now I got to get <laughs> now nervous. Now naked. Now I got to make them naked. <laughs> now I feel better. <laughs> now I got to make eye contact. But now I need to make them modest because... <laughs> That's an impure thought. So complicated being a girl. <laughs> so the first thing we get is a pre-recorded video that's got that structure where everyone kind of repeats the last couple words that the person before them spoke. Okay. So it would be like, it's time, it's time to be a girl who's defined, defined, defined <laughs> by God, by God. And you're just like going between different people. Oh, So it was a couple sentences that lasted <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. yeah. And then we get to the stage. And these two women that you see in the Google Doc here, these two young women in probably their early 20s come out and they're jumping up and down and they're wearing their pink shirts. and They're like, Woo! oh, and by the way, this is all on Facebook in a private Facebook group. Where oh, they're streaming okay. this. It looks like they're jumping up and down and mm -hmm. one's got kind of she's got her shirt tucked into lighter blue jeans. And then True. the other lady has her shirt out. She's got darker blue jeans. They're both wearing like black Converse sneakers. Mm -hmm. Let's see. They're in front of a giant like couple letters uh -huh. shiny gold there's an i and an r yeah what do you think that stands okay. for i'm guessing that's not their respective names it's not okay all right and there's like a what a drum kit behind them mm -hmm. between them that like it looks like a moon or maybe it's just kind of dirty i think it's just dirty i r what does i r stand for i spent so much time trying to figure this out myself yeah. when i first tuned in See, it's missing a couple letters for it to be a crucifixion reference. Uh, mm. IR. It took me about this long to get there, though. Respect. IR. What the fudge does that mean? Uh, I say to myself. In infrared. <laughs> then I realize, oh, oh, right. The camera has to pan oh, girl, in pretty close. Girl, it says it's girl, and we can't see the G and the L because this was always supposed to be in person. <laughs> So, for most of this conference, we just have young women standing in front of IR. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. That's amazing. There okay. were times that they pulled out and you could finally, oh, there they are, the G and the L. The sisters have joined us. So, these two young women, they're happy. They're definitely the ones who are supposed to get the crowd warmed up. There's no crowd. So, they come out and they're like, yeah, woo! 
who's excited? We can hear you. We can feel you. Yeah. And they explain that they are not Kristen and Bethany. So Kristen and Bethany are already being referred to in this way that it's like, we all know who Kristen and Bethany are. Mm. They don't need an explanation, you know? Okay. But and we're sorry we're not them. Yeah, we're not them. We're not them, as you can see. Don't get too excited. <laughs> we are their younger sisters. <gasps> oh, that is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out that Kristen and Bethany have, I think it's six siblings. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think eight total. Wait, Kristen and Bethany are already sisters? Yes. And they have six additional sisters. Uh, six additional siblings, I believe. Okay. Um, And three are boys. So I think we've got six girls, three boys. Okay. So Kristen and Bethany, of course, we all know, very famous for having started Girl Defined Ministries. Mm-hmm. We all know it. We all love them. These two, who are their younger sisters, whatever their names are, start introing the whole conference. And they're like, we were both lucky enough to be born into Christian family and we didn't go to college. We got to go to homeschool. Uh, just a little bit about us. I am addicted to coffee. Where are my coffee friends out there? And she's like, where? <laughs> There's nobody there. Oh, man, I really missed out. And this is just like so wild. Like she's screaming at these empty chairs. Woo! Who else? Yeah! <laughs> Well, clearly she just had her coffee. Yeah. Well, just kicked in. I'll give her this. You know, from having grown up in the church, you know how the chat was looking. Everyone's like, woo! Yeah. Oh my gosh. My guilty pleasure. A lot of of woo girls. I mean, church really encourages you. And this is probably the best thing about it to be very like welcoming and yes, anding to your community. So, absolutely. So, everybody's into it. She tells us there's going to be giveaways throughout this conference, so be sure to comment in the group, put up pictures of yourself wearing your Fearless Femininity shirt, any way you can participate because you might get something out of it. Make sure to include us in your hashtag. Of course. And now we're going to play a little Would You Rather. Okay. Okay. And how many people are on the call so far? At this point, it looks like there were around 300, 275 to 334. Okay. Okay. So, Ross, would you rather know the history of every object you touched or be able to talk to animals? Oh, I know what you would choose. Well, I'm just going to assume in this hypothetical that you get your animal speaking ability. Thank you. And I will take history of every (laughs) object I touch. Okay. The animal one would be legitimately cool. What you get to... Experiment with the holothocenes of each. Object. Yeah. Right. That's a callback to everyone's favorite series. The- <laughs> what were those people called? International Academy of Consciousness. That's it. Yeah, that would be a valuable skill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Both would for sure. So, like, everyone in the chat was like, animals. Of course. Why would I do that first thing? You did not balance these would you rather very well. <laughs> that was pretty much the result of every single one. <laughs> so, the next one was, would you rather have spaghetti hair or maple syrup for sweat? No. Like spaghetti hair. Well, the hair. I don't want to be covered in maple syrup. Or maybe they're just trying to get this audience to feel like they are all one. Oh, okay. And share an identity. Well, the two girls on stage are, you know, being like, ooh, I don't know. Oh, these are really hard. Would you rather be a famous director or actor? That hadn't even split. There were probably a few more people saying actor, but a decent amount saying director. Okay. Would you rather have a flying carpet or an underwater car? Ooh. I was one of only a few people who chose the one I chose. You were one of the few people who chose the underwater car. Yep. But on reflection, 
You know, I, don't know. I would go with the flying carpet. I had to think about that, though. Flying carpet sounds super fun, but I just figured maybe with underwater car, I could see a lot of like the deep sea, mm-hmm. which would be really neat. Both this and the animal question are reminding me of a very funny little Dave Chappelle bit where he's complaining about Aquaman. There was a little survey. Would you want to be Superman or Batman? And there was some other credible superhero. And then the fourth option was Aquaman. He's like, who would choose that? Like, oh, really? Aquaman's one of his special abilities is that he can talk to fish. Oh, shit. And he's like, what the hell would you want to say to a fish? And uh, on the Dr. Katz version of this, you have this little animated fish and it comes up to Aquaman. He says, hey, Aquaman. And he says, hello, fish. Have you seen anything new under the water? And the fish says, hey, Aquaman. (laughs) (laughs) Because the fish can only say one phrase. It's so dumb. <laughs> uh, you know who does talk to fish, though, is Lori Spagna. Oh, that's right, because yeah. they don't mind being eaten. They don't mind being eaten. They're the only animals who have told her that. We, we do that to yeah, each other. we do that to each other. What does it matter? Okay. Okay. Anyway, would you rather only be able to whisper or shout? Oh, gee, that's tough. That's a good, tough one. Most people said whisper. Yeah. A couple people said shout because, like, what if you're in trouble? Eh, fine. Okay, I'll say whisper. I said whisper also. Mm. Okay, you can see in my notes, ah, IR behind them is part of girl. <laughs> this, is when Car- this is when Carrie realizes. Um, Un- unless their names are, because you didn't get their names. Maybe one of them. Uh, you know, they did say them. <laughs> I guess that's possible, but girl is spelled out I'm going to call them. the one on the left Isabella and mm-hmm. the one on the right Rosalini. Rosalini. You got Good. it. <laughs> <laughs> So now some new young women come out, and it turns out they are more sisters of Bethany and Kristen. Well, this is all good. They're all quarantine buddies, I'm sure. Oh, that's true. Yeah, at least they're in a pod, which is a good point, because a few times they say to the camera, you're going to break off into groups to discuss things. If you're not with anybody, just do it in the chat. But I know a lot of groups have gotten together, and I'm thinking... I hope those are just groups of family. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so these two, the new sisters, they start talking about how they are also not Bethany and Kristen, you know, famous Bethany and Kristen. This but. feels very 90s TV to me, just these screenshots that you oh, have. Oh, okay. Like something I might see on Nickelodeon. Oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. The way they're dressed, there's so many shirts tucked into jeans. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of get that, Yeah. So one of them says that she actually works for Girl Defined Ministries two days a week. Hmm. And everyone's like, ooh, maybe one day I'll get to do that. I like that you abbreviated it GD. Yeah. I just read that as goddamn. <laughs> God <am> <laughs> yeah, that uh, there'll be a lot of that in these notes. <laughs> okay. Then we get an original song and dance for this particular Girl Defined 2020 conference. Oh, wow. It is the Girl Defined (gasps) anthem, and it is brand new. Oh, so they presumably do a new dance every year? Yes. Okay, this is exciting. Okay, ready? Yep. Break the silence wherever you are. Sisters come together. We want to be brave. Want to make a change. Stand up for each other. We want more than society demands. This is why we're joining hands. We are the sisterhood calling all our friends to join us. We're tired of living for less. This is a revolution. Clap. And then there's like some some <laughs> dancing that's very simple. Yes. <clears throat> and then, oh, there's more. 
I choose to live like I am loved. I choose to live like I am loved. To live like I'm free. This is who I am, who God created me to be. This is how we light it up. It's me and my friends. And then they all take out their cell phones, okay. turn on their flashlights. And like wave it above their heads like it's a okay. concert and okay. jump around yeah, and yeah. then you go back to the beginning. That's amazing. So they sing this to us. They do a very simple choreographed song and then they're like, okay, now we're going to teach it to you. And then for the next <laughs> 10 minutes. I was going to say, wow, you learned this very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Then For the next uh, many minutes, we are taught the choreography. Okay. And so, of course, for the next two days, you get a lot of Facebook videos of girls doing this Aww. on their own. Pretty cute. That's sweet. What, what's cute. the median age, would you say, of the participants? Not counting moms who are there with their daughters. Mm-hmm. If we excise that group. The chaperones. Yeah. I think probably hmm, 17. Okay. So that's the idea is if you're of... Disney princess age, <laughs> you're here learning to be a proper girl. Yeah. Although, like I said, I think before they used to gear it more toward the super young girls, mm. and now they're trying to branch out, at least ostensibly, Gotta but I'm not your sure ministry. That, that it's working that well. Okay. Yeah. I guess in that case, it would just be kind of growing with their initial clientele. Right. So here's a problem. If your whole bag is... Get married as soon as you can and start having children. Yes. You kind of have a small window to get that shit done. Okay, between puberty and legal marrying age. Right. And then you're in this community To establish all these new priorities. So, like, your dating pool is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking, right? Yeah. So I have to wonder, are the older women not coming because this doesn't speak to them or because they're finally over it? Because- you waited till you were like 40 or whatever, oh, and you're right. like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Reality came around. Yeah. Okay, so finally, finally, we get to the main hoo-hahs. <laughs> That's not how I meant that. Oh, my God. And here's Golly again. Hey, Golly. <laughs> Bethany and Kristen, their sisters, they're live broadcasting from their car which I think Kristen is driving as they're doing this, but they're having a great time. They are laughing. They are talking to us. I forgot to pick up the taco shells for tonight, (laughs) but the conference must go on. So they're both super animated, very engaged with the camera, very happy. They're both wearing girl-defined shirts. So they're like, oh, we're so excited that you guys are all here. Yes, it's us, Kristen and Bethany. We're here. It's really us. Like if they stepped onto the set of Full House, I would not know anything had changed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's true. So they're like, you know, this was going to be in San Antonio. That's where we are. That's where it usually is. But this year, because things are a little different, we got to have friends from all over the world. We're so excited. And this is a great test of whether this is doable. So thank you so much. Now let's play some Would You Rather. Wait, what? Whoa. Why are we doing this much of this? Is this conference sponsored by Would You Rather? (laughs) (laughs) So would you rather never be able to drink coffee again or have to wear a mask every time you leave your house for the rest of your life. Timely. True, true. Interesting. Uh, well, I guess, huh. 
this is one of those where I feel like you're not being honest with yourself if you're like, I love my coffee too much. I'd wear a mask every single day for the rest of my No, you wouldn't. <laughs> Kristen, come on. No, you wouldn't. You'd get over it. Yeah. I love a hot drink and I'd get the fuck over it. It's just coffee. It's just coffee. Okay, I'd give up the coffee. Yeah. Well, you, you don't even like coffee, do you? No, that's right. I'm a Mormon. <laughs> so, yeah, then they talk about how, you know, 2020 has been hard and bad for everybody. But they said this actually, this conference has had the highest attendance it's ever had because we have people from oh, all over. Okay. And the biggest groups have been from our hometown of San Antonio and then Buffalo and Houston. All right. Yeah. Buffalo gals, won't you come out today? Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. And dance to our new conference song. Oh, you need to do some very simple choreography with that. (laughs) Ross is pointing and pointing in different ways. (laughs) Okay, now the girls come on the stage, Bethany and Kristen, and they're wearing totally different outfits. And I'm like, you weren't in your car just now. That was Uh pre-recorded. So these... Ladies in the car, these are the ones who wrote the book? Yes. Okay, and they are sisters, they are blonde, but it looks like they have dark roots, so maybe they're initially brunettes. Oh, Ross, wow, calling out the roots. Is that a th- Very am cool. I, am I not supposed to do that? <laughs> no, it's just daring. No, it doesn't actually matter. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> I think they might have hair like mine, where it's pretty dark blonde, but then when the sun hits it, it looks like super blonde. Oh, gotcha, okay. So our two gals are on the stage now, the very famous Bethany and Kristen, and they start telling us about their lives. They say, you know, we have eight siblings in our family. And whenever I see a family of that size, my first thought is, okay, we're dealing with a Mormon family, a Mm -hmm. Catholic family, or a very right-wing Christian family, or a very evangelical Christian family, I should say. It's the third option. That's right. So I have looked into this family. That sounds very creepy, but I looked into them in a normal, googly way, <laughs> and they're Baptists. Ah, yep, and, that'll um, do it. This won't surprise you. Seem to come from old wealth, and be one of those situations where it's like, sure, yeah, it makes sense that all your daughters could just wait until they met a husband because they all could live under the roof in your huge house and whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, which fine if you want to do it, but that doesn't make it for everybody. <laughs> but hey, we're relatively happy, so we are going to make a conference about how everyone should be like us. <laughs> should do exactly what we're doing. Bethany tells us this cute story about how she didn't get married, get this, Ross, until she was 31. Whoa. A fucking old maid, you know? And so she's telling us like, I know, I know, I never thought in my wildest dreams, I never thought I'd have to wait for 31 to get married. I know. But a couple years ago, I invited a guy to volunteer at Girl Defines because I kind of thought he was cute. And then the next year we were dating. And then last year we got married. And now we have a new baby. I was raised by my mom and two sisters. And I was surrounded by my mom's friends. And, you know, all of these people are Christian. And just all the time, it was them talking about guys who might potentially be the one. Mm -hmm. And it was so this. Yeah. You know, and this is like the plan for your life that you find the right guy and that he solves all these problems for you. Yeah, although at least it sounds like your mom and sisters were specific. Mm -hmm. What was so annoying to me as a note taker, as a person who doesn't want to fill in gaps, because that's kind of our job, right? Is to like listen and not make assumptions about where you're going with this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And 
they just would never let the other shoe drop. It was always just implied. Like, mm. what we're saying is get married and have a bunch of kids. But they'd sort of dance around it. And it was after a while, I marveled. I was like, you know what? Good on you that you can do this for two days and never grow a pair and say the thing you're saying. Wow. Just dance around it the whole time. For two freaking days. In a highly choreographed fashion. <laughs> It's and just, point and point a different way. Yeah. I mean, just all of this feels so familiar to me is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like my aunt, there was like nothing on her mind except everybody needs to have more babies. And <sighs> she had three daughters, but her oldest daughter has seven children. Oh, wow. And then they've got children now. And it was just constantly like, oh, why aren't you and Cara having another baby? And I want to watch Andrew. And she would watch Andrew all the time, which was great when he was little, you know, free babysitting. But it was always just like, make more, make another one Jeez. for me. Jeez. And like you were talking about her waiting till she was 31. In my family, that probably would have been kind of a scandal because I got married at 18. Sure. My dad got married the first time at 17. My grandfather, his dad at 18. And my grandma was 16. How old's Andrew? Andrew's 19. Oh, get on it, Andrew. <laughs> That's right. He's <laughs> the older black than I was. sheep of the family. <laughs> my, my sister Jennifer was 17, I think, when she first Whoa. got married. And Jeanette waited till she was 21. She had oh, her, wow. her steady boyfriend. Of course, they're still together. Uh -huh. But we would joke about that. We'd call her the old maid. It, <laughs> and, it was, and it was always, you know, sure. we're obviously not saying you waited too long, you know, right, but right, just right. by our family standards, you waited a long time. <laughs> That's quite the self-control. Well, my parents got married when my m mom was 28 or 29. Okay. My dad was 36 and my mom was 33 when I was born and my dad was 40. Wow. Oh, okay. Anyway. Yeah. Kristen, on the other hand, has been married for nine years, but tells us during those nine years, there have been, quote, many seasons of infertility. So they've been trying for a kid for a long time. Hmm. They seem to genuinely want that, so... Of course, this is really devastating for them, yeah. but they're waiting on God's plan. Now, later I learned from reading their book that, God, this is just so how the world works. Kristen has always wanted a kid and seems to not have luck in that department. Bethany didn't want to be a parent. Wanted to be a full-time minister, but got talked into this lifestyle as like, no, this is what a woman is supposed oh. to do. Gets married and immediately has a kid. Oh, my goodness. It reminds me of how my best friend Claire loves to keep her hair in a pixie cut, but her hair grows so fucking fast. She has to cut it all the goddamn time. And I love having long hair and my hair will never grow. And I wish I could just take her hair. <laughs> and I, so what I'm saying is, Bethany, give Kristen your kid. <laughs> right. There Easy. we go. <laughs> Easy solution. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, and I think this raises theological questions. You know, you're so focused on God and his will for your life and, mm -hmm. and how he's just guiding everything. Well, then why is this happening? Right. Then you have to go internally and say, okay, well, he's trying to teach me a lesson about not making my own plans. Right. That his plans are greater and higher than mine. But I thought I was doing the plans he had said to do. So then you start layering on top of reality just these sedimentary layers of, <laughs> you know, how does this fit with my notion of God? Right. How do I get through the day without disturbing any of these other pre-existing beliefs? And is it okay if I just keep asking him for the opposite of what he's given me? Right. Yeah. Really tragic. So we do learn also that, like, poor Kristen. So she's the one who really wants a kid. Okay. She's had three miscarriages no. and, like, far along in the pregnancy in all three oh, cases. No. And, like, oh, it's just, like, such a devastating story. 
felt so bad for her. And she was doing that. She was saying like, and you know, each time I would be like, surely God isn't going to take three babies from us. And then it would happen. And for months, I would be so mad at God. Oh, I'm ashamed to even say it, but I was mad at God. And eventually I'd have to come to realize like, no, he's the great provider and there's something great. And so it's just like, oh, man, oh, this sucks. This sucks. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. I don't miss that. Oh, right. Okay, so they tell us what we can expect for this weekend. This weekend, we are going to get instructions and a vision for our lives as women because God wants us to glorify him with our femininity. And they were like, we really want you to focus and tune in because this is life-changing stuff. And in particular, we want to be following along with this booklet they had sent us. They had sent us a PDF to print out and do exercises in. And you can see okay. a picture of me holding mine up here. Ooh. Also wearing my Fearless Femininity shirt. Oh, look shirts. at you. Yeah, you belong right on stage. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's my blonde hair. I'm pulled back in a ponytail. So I was following along with it. And it was one of those where it'd be like an entire sentence, but just one word is missing, and it would be a really obvious word. So it'd be like, we blank God by following his plans. Like, is it going to be on or do I have to this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> then it would be in Vagal, and you'd be like, I'm glad I waited. <laughs> no, I, it would be on her in every case. I feel like especially the bigger churches do mm-hmm. that a lot, like the mega churches, where they hand out, here's your daily bulletin, and the pastor has found like, the five C's of, mm. you know, Christian manliness. And, you know, then you've got to fill in these little sentences. And, yeah, it's just that obvious thing. But it's just to make sure you're paying attention. And, like, two of them feel like they're synonyms and you're really stretching how these yeah. are different. What's the difference between courage and character, right. the way you're defining it? <laughs> and then it will be, like, bolded on the slide so you make sure mm-hmm. you don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Yep, that's a thousand percent what was happening here. <laughs> a thousand percent. <laughs> Oh, no, I've become a Wim Hof teacher. Okay, so session one, let's get right into it. Session one, who is defining your womanhood? Session one, of course, will be taught by the great Bethany and Kristen. Woohoo! So Kristen starts out by telling us a story about when she first wondered she was pretty. Probably when she got these modeling photos. <laughs> no, you're skipping ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so, so this is when she wondered if she was pretty. Aww. She was walking through the mall with her mom, and a woman came up to her and said, your daughter is so beautiful. Is she a model? And that's when Kristen first wondered, am I pretty? That's interesting. It came with the confirmation. Yeah, it sounds now, like you were, Kristen. But it, now it planted the question, uh-oh, I need to worry about being pretty. There will be... So much humble bragging about modeling oh, in no. this conference oh. and this book that follows. Cool, cool. <laughs> but, you know, that really, even though, like, there was confirmation there at the same time, it made her realize, like, oh, there's a standard I need to live up to. Oh, no. And in this moment, I am. So but will I always be? This lifelong struggle began then. Yeah. I'm sure that genuinely happens with lots of models. But there was just that tinge of, mm-hmm. like... Okay, but you're telling us this story to tell us how pretty you Humble are. Humble brag, sure. <laughs> yeah. But that's interesting. I, I wonder how many people could actually point to the moment where that mm. thought kind of entered their head. Oh, you know what? They had us do it, and I wrote down one. Oh, okay. In second grade. Yes. Second grade, which, wow. Wow, because that feels pretty early or pretty? Yeah. Okay. Don't you think so? 
with our society, um, that economy? doesn't surprise in those yeah. <laughs> doesn't it, it seems like right about when I'd expect it. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we were riding on a bus to a field trip, and the two boys in front of me who didn't know a seated behind them, one said to the other, "Like, who do you think is the prettiest girl in class?" And the other said, "Carrie." And ah. the first boy said, "Nah," and he was like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> but oh. I was just, no, I was so happy to be nominated. I was like. <laughs> first one he thought of i don't even care that he overruled it so what happened was yeah you were the first one that came to his mind so that was just the answer carrie is the cutest the prettiest thought so but But, then when his friend said no he was like oh yeah i agree well see that's what happened he got peer pressured Mm -hmm. into like oh oh oh, that wasn't the cool answer oh Mm -hmm. i better come up with somebody else it's samantha that man but we know it was true spears not true so are you saying you were the girl on that bus is that a reference that's to It's a something? Kamala Harris reference. Oh, okay. From the debates. Oh, that's right. That The yes. girl on that bus? That, that was, was me. me. <laughs> Yay, welcome uh, to the ticket, uh, Kamala. different scenario. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so she starts wondering if she's pretty and, you know, there's all these popular girls around. Well, anyway, she ended up signing with this modeling agency, but everything was just focused on these externals of the modeling agency. I mean, look at these pictures of her. And then she puts up pictures <laughs> of her being, you know, 16 and... Young and super thin and long blonde, bleach blonde hair. Yeah, the one on the right, you know, she's got her body in a strong diagonal and she's got this little kind of half smile on her face and a cowboy hat and her Mm -hmm. blonde hair flowing out from under it. And then the other one also has kind of a cowboy feel to it, minus Mm -hmm. the hat. She's wearing like a denim jacket. Okay. This is Texas after all. Oh, yeah, she's a real Texan. So we see Kristen's modeling photos. We're supposed to learn something important from that. (laughs) Then we go to Bethany, and Bethany says, and, you know, I thought that I would be married really young. And when I got to my mid-20s, and I was like, oh, my God, I was supposed to have been married for several years now. But I didn't get married till I was 31. Oh, my God. So many instances here of tying your self-worth to things outside of your control. Which is just such a vulnerable and dangerous position. And yet telling you not to do that. The lesson of this is supposed to be like, I was wrong about that. But you're also subtly, not even subtly, you're reinforcing that because Mm -hmm. you're still only displaying this one life for us all to live. Mm -hmm. And so you're just either living it or waiting for it. Mm, Yeah. So anyway, Ross, I know what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. We should get our values from the Bible But where would you say most of the time our values come from Ah. in this society? Okay. Well, yeah, I guess just the interpersonal relationships with other people in our society. No, it's TikTok. Oh, yeah. That's probably why we need to ban them (laughs) or make sure they get sold to Microsoft right away. (laughs) You see... TikTok tells us all to be skinny and beautiful, but as a result of all this TikTok messaging, we don't know what it means to be a woman. Maybe I am disconnected from the youth at this point, Yeah, but I was like, this is so specific. Yeah, I'm waiting for this to be spelled out in more detail because I don't understand the connection just yet. At least say, and Instagram and magazines or something so I can follow, (laughs) (laughs) but just TikTok. TikTok. TikTok's the problem. Okay. Because, yeah, let's say we do ban TikTok, then does that solve the problem? Does that leave a large gaping (laughs) hole in Bethany's life? This talk, no. No, they do eventually branch out and mention other things, but there was a lot of focus on TikTok. They say, but you know, we're all getting these mixed messages, right? Like, to be a woman, you're told to do so many different things. And of course, this is a common observation, Mm -hmm. right? That like, you're taught to both be 
skinny and beautiful and young forever, but also mature and accomplished and, and learned and, and accept your body as it is right. because that's wise. And, right. you know, uh, don't focus on your beauty and don't let that be the only thing that defines you. Right. Mm. But if you actually follow through and do that, we'll probably make fun of you. All, that's all true. That's all true. But to illustrate this point, they have printed out... <laughs> These little words that symbolize the ways society makes demands on us. So they've printed out, you know, words like beautiful and uh, skinny, successful, and so okay, on. Okay. So they've printed out these words, and they have one of their sisters, because they got so many, come out and stand next to them, and they start pasting them on this young woman. So okay. she's now covered in sticky notes. And what was really great is that eventually Bethany runs out of space and you watch her trying to be like, oh, can't, that's too near the, nope, can't go there. <laughs> okay, oh, it's kind of the boob. I don't know. So that was really fun. <laughs> Carrie, what was your favorite moment? <laughs> also, I, I neglected to mention TikTok, of course, bad. Also, The Bachelor, that teaches you bad values. Those are the two biggies. Bachelor TikTok. Okay. Okay. Bachelor does worry me. I I don't actually watch it though. So sure. It's a very good show. Okay. But because it is the worst of humanity. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> also, married at first sight, really good. Here's what you do to make good reality TV. <laughs> okay. Take people. Put them in a horrific situation. Lord of the Flies. Remove kind of situation. any way they could release the pressure valve. Ah. Make things worse and worse and worse, and then go, look how bad they're acting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So that you can feel good as you pass judgment on them for being in a situation that you thankfully are not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. It's the worst, but it's very good TV. Um <laughs> Also, I learned that Satan himself created The Bachelor. I see in your notes here, the enemy sent The Bachelor and porn. Mm-hmm. I mean, make, one and the same, really. To make us believe false narratives. That's true. Porn's narratives are pretty much always <laughs> false. Yeah. That's not what it's like to be a pizza man. <laughs> have you been a pizza man, though? You know, I haven't. Uh-huh. I have not. Okay. Pizza delivery folks, please write in and let us know. <laughs> what is it like that? We need to know. Okay, so here's where your value really comes from, Ross. Do you want to guess? Wait, my value? Mm-hmm. As a woman. As a woman, mm-hmm. my value comes um, my relationship with Jesus. That's right. <gasps> oh, my God, that's amazing. See, I know what it's like No. to be a good Christian woman. <laughs> no. Might you wonder? Well, wait. Isn't that also where a man's value or anybody's value comes from then? How sure. Is that specific They'd to probably a woman? agree with that. They would. Okay. But here's the thing it's all like that. It's all just like things that could apply to anybody. Oh, okay. But we're making this implication that, like, in particular women, but we're not going to say exactly how. Okay. <laughs> Oh, it was so frustrating. You're, you're not feeling like girl has been defined here? Girl was basically never defined. If they had literally <laughs> just stood up there and been like, listen, we are anti-trans. We are saying boobs and a vagina. That's what a girl is. I would have been like, well, at least you did it. <laughs> <laughs> or they came out, you know, like starting a bad public speech saying, Webster's Dictionary <laughs> defines a girl as noun. 
a young <laughs> member of the human species of a female variety. <laughs> Thank you. $79. All right. So let's get to session two. Made to be female on purpose and for a purpose. Ooh, okay. In this session, which is also taught by Bethany and Kristen, okay. we are princesses because we are a daughter of the king, the king being God, right? Oh, okay. All right. And, and you rule over the proletariat. Oh, nope. The comparison stops there. Oh, okay. But we do represent the royal family ah. when we are out there in society. Oh, okay. So you want to re- represent the family well. And so Ross is doing the princess wave. And so they give us an example. They're like, exactly like Princess Aurora, Tiana. <laughs> no. Diana. Real life. Oh, okay. Not Diana. Meghan Markle. Nope. The okay. other one. Uh, oh, wait. Kate Middleton. Yes. They use Kate Middleton, pictures of her everywhere. Oh, she used to just be this average girl, and now she's this princess, and she really upholds the title. Meghan Markle is removed from this history as if she never existed. Those people are not here. And we all know what actually happened with them. So that seems like a glaring omission. Interesting. Maybe being a princess isn't always perfect and wonderful. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have a counterexample that you've just taken out of the data because it doesn't suit you. And maybe princess is one of those words they could have pasted on their sister. Good. It's... It seems like a very loaded term. Then again, I work for Disney. We make princess movies. That's true. Our princesses are kick-ass, though. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, like our our new princesses. Yeah, no, I think that's probably right. I'm trying to think of the newest princess. Moana. Oh. See? Oh, my God. Moana is an angel sent by heaven for me to think of. That's right. One time, (laughs) I was in a public bathroom Uh at the mall. Okay. And I witnessed a woman holding her daughter up over one of those hand dryers that blows up. <laughs> yeah. Holding her with her arms outstretched in superwoman pose, singing How Far I'll Go. Yes. As the wind blew at her. Oh, my and goodness. And I was like, I can't believe I got to be here. <laughs> I love it. It that's was a, so good. That's amazing. So, Meghan Markle doesn't exist. Someone in the chat, though, did point out, someone said, like, well, I wouldn't really want to be a princess because that actually has huge standards for how you look. And Ah. I don't really want those expectations on me. Ah, Good on her. Yeah. So now they tell us they've got to recommend their own book. They read us a little bit of it. Had you already bought the book at this point? I had not. Okay. But you bet I ran out and got it. Yeah. So they tell us the story in the book of Genesis of Adam naming the animals. Okay, yeah. And they explain, you know, Eve was made for Adam, for him. That is her purpose. She is for him. And that's why men have one less rib. (laughs) Right. Which I did hear growing up. That is not true. Oh, my goodness. That's so We have the same number of ribs, and it's very easily identifiable. (laughs) But that's one of those little Christian factoids that gets passed around. One time I heard that there are the same number of seeds in every... It's like a citrus, a very tart citrus with a super hard outside shell. Because in the Old Testament, it says, like, there are as many laws and books as there are seeds in a... Pomegranate? Pomegranate. So I heard a pastor say, and you know, this is proof of God because there's the same number of seeds in every single pomegranate. <laughs> and guess what Carrie Poppy went home and did? Counted seeds. And- I 
two fucking different got two different pomegranates and I counted those fuckers out and there were like 200 more in one than the other. You were not long for that church. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they tell us there are actually incredible distinctions between man and woman. And at this point, I'm already, this is like a couple hours in and I'm like, okay, what are they? Let's get to it, ladies. Here we go. Can we define those differences? <laughs> right. So they say women and men were made equal but different. We're made for different purposes. Okay, go on. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> yeah. He specifically chose to create two genders, male and female. Okay. Okay, we're ignoring a lot, but okay, what is the purpose? Well, so far I've learned that men name the animals. True, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, and you know what? I named both our cat and our dog. Uh-oh. Whoopsie doodle. See, now we get a visual aid about how different men and women are. So Bethany takes out a chalkboard and draws two stick figures, and one has long hair. They say, okay, now let's... let's- I thought this was going to get interesting. <laughs> No, no, it never will. Okay, so now (laughs) let's look at passages that tell you what is expected of women. Okay, Okay. you can see in my notes, I'm like, finally, here we go. Okay. Okay. All right, John 1, 12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. No, that applies to everybody. Right? (laughs) So I'm finally, now I'm in the chat going like, Okay, does that apply to women in particular, though? Mm -hmm. And now I've become the wet blanket in the chat. People are like, well, yeah, uh, yes, but in a different way. Okay, what different way? (laughs) (laughs) Then we get 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new new creation. creation, The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. It says he in it. It says he right there. Man defined. (laughs) So uh, you would think this would at least apply to men equally. Mm -hmm. Yes. If not more. (laughs) I feel like you're just uh, channeling Julia Sweeney there. Oh, really? (laughs) If Uh, not more. (laughs) I'll take it. Oh, by the way, everyone, go listen to my interview with Julia Sweeney on Bullseye. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't listened to that yet. Ooh, oh, I got to check it out. It just came out a couple of weeks ago. Love Julia Sweeney. Oh, she's wonderful. Okay, now we get another verse. This one is going to finally tell us how to be a woman. Here we go. I can't wait. Ephesians 3 through 14. Okay. Even as he chooses us in him, he predestined us for adoption, the forgiveness of our trespasses. In him, we have obtained an inheritance. In him, you were sealed. Who is the guarantor of your inheritance? That applies to everybody. What does this have to do with being a woman? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, so now we're like a few hours into this conference. Carrie's expectations have diverged from the crowd. (laughs) What is... I expected to be annoyed, but not in this way. Not where you don't even say the thing. Oh, boy. Okay. So anyway, they keep telling us we're children of God. We need to be Christians. Oh, yeah. Then they're like just giving us like the salvation talk. And I'm like, who's at this conference? Who's not a Christian besides weird old me? Mm -hmm. Everyone here Mm -hmm. doesn't need this. And I accepted Jesus anyway. I did it a long time ago. It's done. Good point. At the Tony Alamo Ministries. Exactly, and also when I was 12. Okay. How weird to do an altar call, essentially, 
I know. To preach the salvation. Why? I think that happened twice, too. Yeah, I know. I feel like there's a purpose there. What is that? I don't know. I've been to a lot of Christian camps where it's like, the implication is we all came here Christians, but you rededicate yourself one night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that does kind of get you a little more invested in what's happening. Like a renewal of marriage vows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like reconnecting with that moment, that commitment. I wonder if there's also something to that like teacher-student dynamic where- You know, they say the best way to learn something is to teach it. Mm, mm -hmm. I wonder if having this sort of constant influx of people who are like, quote unquote, new, even if that's loosely defined, helps the pre-existing Christians to like get that rush again, Mm, you know? mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember being a new believer. Oh, this is what it's about. I bet that's energizing. And and maybe even an element of, hey, I'm on the stage. I'm leading this thing. What do leaders do when they're Mm -hmm. giving talks in church? Oh, we preach the salvation message. Got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they do a couple giveaways in the Facebook group. They're giving away the book to whoever's, oh, this was awful. Whoever's birthday was the most recent. And I was like, in the bag. Oh, yeah. This was like five, six days after my birthday. (gasps) And I'm like, July 13th. Hell yeah. And then. Oh, no, but you're in a crowd of over 300 people. There was one. The birthday game is not on your side. One person who had had the birthday like two days before. You had to buy the freaking book, which came signed, though. That's true. So jokes on her. <laughs> Closing out this talk, they put up a slide that says, the more we understand who God is, the more we will understand that our female design isn't as much about us as it is about reflecting the incredible God who made us, which seems to imply to me that God's a girl. Yeah, interesting. Or that applies to everybody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's so frustrated over so here. So irritating. <laughs> well, Ross. Hey, Carrie. Hey, oh, hey. There was one more talk this day. Ooh, okay. But before we get there, yeah. let's go to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines. We're referencing a sister show, Sawbones. Sawbones. Oh, just the best. Justin McElroy had this hilarious video that he did for the Max Fun Drive. It's called it's something like, How to Fake an Interest in Woodworking. <laughs> So brilliant. And he just walks through like, this is how you identify a miter cut. You know, these are the different types of joints. And someone shows you their wood project. Well, first of all, you can say, do you have photos of it? Because yes, they do. (laughs) Believe it or not, they have them on their phone. And another great takeaway was you compliment their work as clean because maybe they didn't come up with it <laughs> maybe they were following someone else's design oh. so, so you you can't compliment their like creativity necessarily oh, right. but if you say oh that's that's really clean uh-huh. that means they did the execution that, well. that had to be you yeah yeah oh anyways it was, it was <laughs> really funny that's why Justin McElroy is my best fiend. You know who my best fiend is? Who? It's actually an app called Best Fiend. Oh, that's so sad. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you've heard me talk about this before, and I have been busy. Where do you think I am? Last time I was in the 800s somewhere. Oh, no, I was going to guess 600 something. Okay, I'm going to guess. Well, how long ago was that? Probably a couple months at this point. Okay, I'm going to guess level 3,401. Look, I'm not a miracle worker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm at level 1,133. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. I've been busy. I have been earning all kinds of new fiends. Mm, Okay. I've got my green fiends, my red fiends, my purple fiends, my blue fiends. I'm showing these off to Carrie. 
Look at this. See, I'm, I've yeah. almost collected all of them in some of these. Oh, a lot of cute little fiends. And as you level them up, they gain new abilities. Mm. And so it's an interactive puzzle game where you're solving a puzzle. You're trying to clear a board and you get to choose one of these characters of each color type, you know, trying to clear out the various obstacles and achieve your mission. Maybe it's to defeat the slugs or maybe it's to get the eggs to the bottom of the screen. And it's all just it's very colorful. It's very fun. Something I have fun doing while I'm, say, watching a documentary. Okay. Or sitting in bed, putting off work. (laughs) That's the best time to be with your fiends. And they'll have these special events, too. So right now I'm trying to complete this Thor's Hammer event. I'm on task list 21 out of 30. So I've got to beat two levels on the first try. I've gotten one. I need to make more progress in the Painting Roses challenge. And I need to open crates. I've already finished that part. So I am on my way. How would you say this game compares to chess? Oh, that's interesting. Which we are all familiar. Yeah, and we always record with the chessboard right in between us. That's true, and only played it once. There. Oh, that's right. We need to return to the old chess game. Well, I would say it also uses logic. Okay. So yeah, you do have to like kind of plan ahead and say, okay, how am I going to, well, first of all, which fiends do I need to choose to help me complete this round? Okay. It looks like there's going to be a lot of like horizontal obstacles. So I'm going to get some of my fiends that clear a horizontal path, Mm, something like that. Okay. And then sometimes you'll go through that level and you'll be like, oh man, if I had two more turns, I would have gotten it. Then you uh, go back and do it again. So yeah, there's some similarities there. Some planning, some executing, executive functioning. Some prefrontal cortexing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, listen, listener, what are you doing with your free time? If you're not playing Best Fiends yet, you're missing out on challenging puzzles to solve, cute characters to collect, yep, and new levels added every day. What's wrong with you? Good golly, yes. <laughs> and there's thousands of levels already, so I'll still be busy for a while. I am not near the end yet. Best Fiends is a unique and exciting puzzle game with tons of cute characters to collect and themed challenges are added monthly. And Best Fiends has thousands of levels already, and they have new levels, events, Mm -hmm. and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips, and you can even play offline. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. You can download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Now, Carrie. Yes, Ross, is it? Yes, I'm Ross. Let's say that I decide I want to eh, make a website. Oh, okay. Like with the definition of girl on it? Yeah, maybe I've gone to a conference and I Mm. feel like... They should have defined girl, but they didn't. So mm, I'm going to do it. frustrating. So maybe I buy girldefined.horse. Oh, okay. Uh, Makes sense to me. Where would you recommend I go to do that? Personally? Yeah, I mean, me. and I don't just want to buy the domain name. I actually want to build the site as well. Oh, okay. Do you want to build it beautiful? You know, or do you want to build it kind of ugly? You know, like as kind of a meta commentary, I wasn't sure, but mm-hmm. I think, yes, let's build it beautiful. I think you should use Squarespace. Oh, what a great idea. Squarespace is so good, Ross. Because, you know, a dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. And you can make that dream a reality with Squarespace. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Can I create a beautiful website to blog or publish content? If you want. Can I promote my physical or online businesses? Yeah. Can I announce an upcoming event or special project? Sure, like your conference, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Well, 
Do they have beautiful templates created by world-class designers? Oh, you know it. Because that's a must. They wouldn't by any chance have powerful e-commerce functionality, would they? Oh, absolutely. That's where you can sell your, your shirts. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Is it an old way to buy domains <laughs> and choose from very few extensions? No, no, you are so close though. They have a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions. And 200, as you know, is a big number. Well, how often is their customer support available and has it won any awards? It's interesting you would say that mm-hmm. because their customer support, A, has won awards. Which awards? I'm not sure. But it's award winning. That's At what... least one award. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. And you can access said customer support at yeah. any moment of any day, of any week, of any month, of any year. Oh my goodness. Yes, round the clock. That's so flexible. I know. One of my favorite bad jokes. A guy goes to a gymnast studio and says, I've always wanted to know how to do the splits. Can you help me get there? And the woman says, oh, absolutely. We've done that with many clients. How flexible are you? And he says, well, I can't do Tuesdays. (laughs) I felt it coming. I knew it was going to be somewhere in that scheduling. But not Squarespace (laughs) customer support. They're there 24-7. All right. So check out squarespace.com slash ono for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code ono to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain woohoo woohoo a dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet that's what i'm saying make it a reality with squarespace okay well ross before we leave for the week Mm -hmm. i gotta tell you my greatest piece of advice for you a young woman okay good and i call it hey girl let's bravely take god at his word Hey, girl. Comma. You're getting my attention. Okay. Let's take. No. Let's bravely take. Let's bra- oh, okay. Boldly go. Let's bravely take. Okay. <laughs> bravely take. God at his word. God at his word. And how do I hear his word? Good question. I don't know. Okay. Probably the Bible. Maybe that'll come in part two. Okay. So that's the name of this talk. I just love that you'd have Hey, girl be part of the title. That whole thing was the title? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's a long title. Hey, girl, comma, space. Let's bravely take God at his word. It reminds me kind of like when I was a kid and adults would make things that were like, just for kids. Uh-huh. Super cool. <laughs> you know, like someone thinks this is how a young woman talks. Hey, girl. Hey, right. girl, let's bravely take God at his word. <laughs> so this one was from a guest speaker. Oh, yeah. not, not one of the sisters, huh? No. This was by Betsy Gomez. Okay. By far the best speaker we would see. Oh, wow. Okay. And people in the chat were immediately very responsive to her. Oh, my God. She's such a good speaker. Because she was. She was genuinely a good speaker. Nice. She looks like she has dark hair. Well, that's a decision. (laughs) We only have blonde hair at this conference. Oh, she's not wearing blue jeans. Wow. She stands out. She's wearing red pants. She's got a blue shirt, red pants. Wow. (laughs) She is charting new courses. But otherwise, a very stereotypically attractive, pretty young woman with long hair. Mm -hmm. So she was from Buenos Aires, speaks with an accent because Spanish is her first language. And so quickly in the chat, it became so many people being like, 
she should have given this talk in Spanish. Yo hablo espanol. I was like, <laughs> stop. Her English is perfect. There's no need to like show off how you have high school Spanish in the middle of her giving her goddamn talk. It was very irritating. Okay. I was having a really good time at this conference. So, Betsy. Tu um, hablas espanol. Si, yo hablo espanol, pero uh, yo sé que yo hablo pobremente. <laughs> pues no demand que, uh, que uh, las otras personas necesitan hablar en español uh, just because it would make me look inteligente, okay? <laughs> no, no necesito. Okay, so um, she starts out by telling us that she was raised by a feminist. Oh. I know. We see where this is going. Wow. So she had to kind of disclaim that. Look, everybody, I was raised by a feminist. Kind of. Okay. Maybe not quite that dramatically. Okay. But yeah, the implication was clear. Feminist but is bad. Bad. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Right. But her aunt brought her to church. And she felt caught between two worlds, the world her mother was demanding of her and the church world that, of course, was good and right. Ah. So she said her mom taught her to be tough and to fight for herself. But since then, she has surrendered her life to God's design instead. Okay, so she will be the person who, <laughs> thank the bloody Lord, is actually specific about what she's trying to say. Okay. I was so grateful to her for being upfront about her pretty odious views. Okay. So, <laughs> At least she's laying them on the table. Right. Of course, in any Christian talk, you got to start out with a metaphor. We got to get one in there. So yes. she told us her son had wanted to put together a Lego Taj Mahal recently, and he was trying to put it together by himself, but he couldn't really get it done until he found the instruction manual. Oh, sure. Okay. Every time that he wanted to trust his instinct, instead of the instruction manual, he ended up realizing he needed to go back because the designer had a better idea than he did. Well, I don't see how this could apply to anything else, but carry on. <laughs> she said, the creators of Lego, they know how it all fit together. If you don't follow their instructions, you're not going to do it right. But wait, Carrie, do we have an instruction <laughs> manual for life? Exactly, Ross. You are getting it. Uh, there is an instruction manual to our own life. It is called God's Word. Okay. Also known as the Bible. So she says, you know, I originally thought I wouldn't even have kids, but God had greater plans for me. She said, I didn't have any love for the idea of being a homemaker. I thought it was ridiculous, but that came from not knowing God's word. But then she started not exposing herself to all these like toxic messages and magazines and movies. Even while she was waiting for the doctor, she'd be like, I'm not going to read secular magazines. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, highlights. <laughs> <laughs> she said, you know, if she had created herself... Then she'd have the right to do what she thinks is best, like have a career, like not be a homemaker. Uh, but that's not the case. We have been I mean, been not that created. there's anything wrong with that, but... No, yeah, yeah, no, totally. But, you know, it's like if a doctor got up and was like, well, we'd all ideally be doctors, obviously. There are other things that possibly, if, like, God won't let you be a doctor, I guess you could be. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you can't have a whole world of doctors. And, and I'm trying to mentally expand this metaphor of the Lego instructions to, <laughs> to life. He's still back there, okay. Because you know, like, well, life 
keeps giving you surprises. God gives you surprises. That's been made clear mm. in this conference so far by her and the previous speakers. So it seems like instead of giving you the booklet with all the pieces, uh, God gives you like one page of the booklet mm. and like you start following it. And then he's like, just kidding. Actually, oh, right. here was the page. It was supposed to have been page number three. And now here's four and five. You didn't pay interest on that first Lego. And now I need that back. But you can get it back in six months. Right. And guess what? Five of those pieces you need are missing. But right. here's this other weird piece that doesn't fit. Do you want eight of those? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that that's what's going on in my head. Continue. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Also, you could just make something else out of those Legos. You don't have to make the Taj Mahal. Right. Yep. And there's no picture on the cover to let you know what the final thing's supposed to look like. Is that true? No. Just, oh, in our metaphor. Yeah, in real yes. life. <laughs> yes, totally. So she used to watch the Powerpuff Girls. Ugh. Oh, bad. Yeah, they were these cute little girls who were powerful and they wanted to defeat anything that was against them. So that was her. She always thought she would conquer the world. And she could live however she wanted as long as she sugarcoated everything she did and said it was for the glory of God. And she even thought that men and women were created to do the same things at church and at home. Oh, Ugh. how blind she was. Mm -hmm. And she thought that the idea of motherhood was an obstacle to her particular goals. But she wasn't taking responsibility for her femininity. And now she realizes she had duties at home and she had been shirking her duties to be a servant. But one night, God showed her that she was living a life contrary to the faith that she professed. She could suddenly see her sin. She realized, oh my God, I have been acting against God's design. My life is all messed up. And it's because I've been following all these feminist rules. Yeah, wait, how is her life so messed up? What's so wrong with it? You're right. I don't think we know. She's got a kid. Yeah. She's going to church. Oh, I think this might have been before the kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, this is such a common thing with church talks, too, where it's was like- Was your life really that bad? Yeah. And sometimes it'll be like two years ago, secretly. Oh, I was right. having these dark thoughts. And then all the dark thoughts are like, maybe God was wrong about this. Or whatever. Like, oh, wow. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't sound like a dark night of the soul. But okay. Right, okay. exactly. She's, she's not happy. But she said she was listening to a teaching, and it was about the gospel and womanhood. And she said, oh, my God, it was so hard. I had to realize I was not reflecting his gospel. So I repented. I thought she was going to realize there aren't many female characters in the gospels. <laughs> I got to wash Jesus's feet, I guess. So she repented. She reclaimed her femininity. She stopped following the world. She started following God. And she said, you're either following his instructions or the enemies." Which is what feminism makes you do. Oh, no. Yeah. So, okay. But thank you. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you for finally saying it. Sure. You at least you put it out there. You said it. It was insane, but you said it. <laughs> if you're going to define, how would she define feminism, I wonder? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I assume she'd add something beyond just the basic equality of the sexes. Right. I mean, because who can argue with that? Yeah, it feels like we're just being told this like scaffolding and then they're like, let your brains fill in the rest and our brains will dutifully do that. But like now we've all got different pictures and we're just sure. pretending we're in agreement and who knows if we are. It's not anything. Yeah. I don't need to pay $80 for that. Certainly it's not a good outreach talk, but this is all the in crowd. So she tells us that our generation does lots of bad stuff. 
like marrying other women and killing babies in our wombs. That is our generation's problem. Okay, we're getting so specific here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, abortion bad. Got it. Okay. Marrying other women. Bad. Gay bad. Abortion bad. Okay, now I'm understanding. <laughs> I was so, and you know, ordinarily this would be uh, upsetting to hear. Yeah. But I was just like, Thank you. At least some clarity. Thank you. Yes. We're not dancing around the bush. You grew a pair unlike Kristen and Bethany. Just can't (laughs) shit or get off the pot. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, people in the comments are saying, oh, this is so good. This is so good. So in the comments, I said, like, you know, I've never wanted kids. Do you think that that's bad? Yeah. And only one person replied. And she said, well, it's okay if you're single. And I was like, okay. Because your first and only consuming desire should be to get a husband. (laughs) Right, right. Then I'll be upset if you're not obsessing about having a baby. Right. And I was like, no, yeah, I'm saying like I've never wanted them. Yeah. Are you a pariah at this point? (laughs) No. She said, well, just really pray on whether that's your will or God's will. Because she's pretty sure what God's will is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just shit. This is the speaker again. She says, being a girl allows us to express some things about God that men can't. This is uh, all of them exercising their obliques. (laughs) Oh, new tank top design. (laughs) Oh, you can see in my notes here. She's specific, even if she's wrong. (laughs) All right. So then the younger sisters of Bethany and Kristen come on stage and they encourage us all to do a coloring contest because we, in our notebooks, there were some coloring pages we could do. Ooh. Some people did a beautiful job. They must be professional artists. They should work for Disney Animation. They should. I have some ideas for a Disney movie and I I wonder if I could tell. Nope. (laughs) Can't hear them. So then they say tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., they're going to start worship at 9 a.m. their time, which is seven hour time. Oh, no. So I have no idea what happened. To that <laughs> okay, I was going to say, wow, did you get up that early? <laughs> I don't get up while it's still dark out like I'm some freaking woman <laughs> from the Old Testament, <laughs> especially on a Sunday. Well, I'm going to go tell everyone that at the city gates. <laughs> And that was day one, and it was night, and it was day. Again, there was evening, and, it was good and there was morning. Like yep. That. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Can't wait to hear what happens on the second day. Me too, because I don't really remember, but my notes will tell me. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Thank Jesus for notes. What's very active in my mind, though, is the books. So oh, yeah. I'll tell you about that. As I just well. saw Carrie finish the book mere moments before we started recording. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Okay, cool. Girl Defined, day one. The GD conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far, how would you define girl? Okay, so, so far, my understanding is. Society gives you a lot of labels, but what really matters is that you obey God's directive for your life, and then you are a real girl, and somehow he'll communicate those specifics to you of being the right kind of girl. It'll probably involve wearing jeans and tucking your shirt in (laughs) and creating choreographed dances to songs. I'll be honest, you're doing better than they are. Okay. And... (laughs) There will be a talk tomorrow on the virtues of modest fashion. Yes. Oh, man. I can't wait. Well, thank you, Carrie, for going to that. Oh, my pleasure. And reporting back. Well, that's it for our show. 
Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. Our editor is Victor Figueroa. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Help me be a girl. Also, you can support us by telling a friend, leaving a positive review. We really appreciate that. Also, you can go to Bookshop.org slash shop slash oh no. And that will take you to our bookshop where you can order books that we have mentioned on the show that we personally recommend that we recommend as a show. And if you order them from bookshop, it will fulfill those orders through local bookshops. So they'll actually find independent booksellers close to you. Mm -hmm. They get a little bit of support. We get a little bit of support. It's pretty awesome. You get a book. You're the real winner here. So if you haven't read Factfulness yet, Read Factfulness. Now you know where to get it. I love it whenever someone sends us a picture of Factfulness. Like, okay, I read it. Finally. (laughs) It was good. Would you say you get more pictures of Factfulness or Scientology orgs? Oh, I'd say maybe Factfulness at this point. Maybe maybe a few years ago. Definitely would be Scientology. I also get a lot of pictures of Christian science reading rooms in various Mm -hmm. cities. Mm -hmm. Also, fun little known fact on Maximum Fun, you can find transcripts of recent episodes. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome or if you know somebody who doesn't want to get into the whole podcast thing but they're like i would read it though if it was written that has been said to me actually by people like is there a written version of this well actually now yes okay cool there is go to maximumfund.org or someone who has auditory processing challenges etc perfect perfect for them or maybe you just want to take us out of context this is where you can do it (laughs) and remember Wherever you are, sisters come together. We want to be brave, want to make a change, stand up for each other. We want more than society demands. This is why we're joining hands. We are the sisterhood, calling all our friends to join us. We're tired of living, but that's the revolution. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we host Round Round Springfield. Springfield. Round Springfield is a Simpsons-adjacent podcast where we talk to your favorite Simpsons writers, voice actors, and everyone who's worked on the show to talk about shows that aren't The Simpsons. So we're going to be talking to people like David X. Cohen, Yeardley Smith, Tim Long about other projects they've worked on, sometimes projects that didn't go well, Mm, some failures, some rejections, some failed pilots, (laughs) some failed life events. Yeah, we just (laughs) talked to all the failures of The Simpsons. Yeah. So if you really love your Simpsons trivia and want to get to know the people who have worked on The Simpsons a little bit better, come by Round Springfield. Every other week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Jared Hill, co-host of the brand new Maximum Fun podcast, Fan Time. And I'm Travel Anderson. I'm the other more fabulous co-host. And the reason you really should be tuning in. I feel the nausea rising. To be Fan Time is to be a big fan of something, but also have some challenging or anti-feelings toward it. Kind of like Kanye. We're all fans of Kanye. He's a musical genius, but like, you know. He thinks slavery is a choice. Or like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I love the drama, but do I want to see black women fighting each other on screen? We're tackling all of those complex and complicated conversations about the people, places, and things that we love. Even though they may not love us back. Fanti, Maximum Fun, podcast. Ow. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.